This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, Rick, we talk to the bad astronomer, Dr. Phil Plate. Uranus is a noun. Uranus is an adjective. Like you walk into a bathroom and go, smells Uranus. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Back after a uh, luxurious week off uh, spent on the Riviera in France, <laughs> um, you know, for international break, uh, yeah. we are we are back. No, if we were uh, if we were allowed to go somewhere, uh, it, you know, if Americans were actually accepted anywhere in the world right now, <laughs> it would be a good time to go on a vacation. I'd like to get out of here, but it's not working out that way. Luckily, we have soccer slash football to keep us busy. Isn't that correct? That's true. And uh, we had uh, some fun stuff to talk about, but uh, well, let's start it off here with uh, well, what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So before we get to the uh, Premier League stuff, I'm, I'm working mm-hmm. on that Premier League. That's you're, good. You're not giving me enough credit for that because that's a that's like a, a a transformation of a lifetime worth of saying something one way and I'm, and I'm moving to a totally different way of saying it. That's true. That's true. You know, you're doing a good job with it. All I right. must confess. Thank you. Just a little pat on the back. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Always. Uh, well, let's talk about what happened on the international break. And I don't really care about any of the games except for this one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is a. Uh, the, the country of San Marino mm-hmm. is the worst international soccer team of all time. All right. They are horribly bad. And this is how bad they are. They secured <laughs> their first point yeah. in any international competition over the last six years in a goalless draw <laughs> with fellow... <laughs> Terrible team, Liechtenstein, on Tuesday. Now, this makes them, uh, it's its actually their their first point ever. It's their first point ever, right? It's amazing. No, yeah, they have yeah. one other draw. They had one other draw. The results saw San Marino, a team made of mostly amateurs. This is why they're so bad. They're, they're not pros. They're amateurs that have other jobs. It's like the electrician, you know. Hey, can I get yeah. off on Thursday? We've got a match against England. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Right. And the last time they they had any point was a 1-1 draw against Estonia in 2014. But listen to their record. Their international record now stands at 162 defeats, (laughs) four draws, Mm -hmm. and just one win, which came in a friendly match against Liechtenstein. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. I've been to Liechtenstein. It's actually, and actually, I've been to San Marino. San Marino is beautiful. They're both beautiful, oh. but their soccer absolutely stinks. But let's let's pay tribute to them because they got their point. 
Well, to the, uh, just to get, here's another stat I, which was interesting. They conceded 700 goals. <laughs> and scoring 24. So for those of those teams that are languishing in the lower leagues of some of those youth leagues, it it can't be worse than that. Could you imagine? Oh my god. <laughs> An average wow. of four point goal, four point one seven goals per game. <laughs> you know, why would you even play on that team? Just to say I you don't. played on a national team? I mean, wow. Well, all you right. know, going in, you have to score five to win. That's basically <laughs> the law of averages. It's a shame. <laughs> yeah, because Vinny from the construction site is goalie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, let's talk about the Premier League because uh, there were some great games this past weekend, and uh, the Merseyside Derby was yes. one of them. And I actually got up early to watch this because uh, I love uh, Liverpool. And Everton is now my second favorite team. So watching them together, and I know that if wow. I lived in Liverpool, that would not be possible. <laughs> I know. I was like, hey, this, this could never happen in real life. Like, what is this? I don't know. I'm first an American. All, first I'm an, I'm first of all, you got up early. That never happens. No, and never. Then sec- <laughs> never. And then secondly, now you're an Everton fan. What the heck? The, well, the world th- has been turned upside down in a week. I think God was telling me not to do it because the first thing I saw when I turned on the TV yeah. was Virgil van Dyke going down for the season. Yeah. And Jordan Pickford uh, came at him, and it was a bad, it was a bad foul. And yeah. no foul was called. Yeah, it was, a, it was a series of strange incidents that kind of took place there. Um we still don't know. We don't have a full time scale on what his the recovery is going to be, but it's knee ligament injury, whether it's a full ACL or whatever it is, but certainly a good chunk of the season he's going to be done. So for me, this is this to me is a massive game changer in terms of the league itself, because oh, arguably yeah. he's probably the best defender in the league. The best team now lost the best defender. Everybody now, you hate to say this, is now closer to Liverpool. And the truth is, uh, he was the glue on yeah. that team. I mean, he, there, I saw a uh, a graphic about the games that he doesn't play. I mean, it's it's the difference of a goal a game, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's yeah. a that's a pretty big difference when it comes to uh, the Premier League. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, whether or not it was a red card, I mean, obviously it was a red card in so many people's view in the fact that he took him out. But there was all of this issue with uh, how VAR can only intervene for offenses um, that are kind of previously done. So, because there was an offside and then something happened afterwards it, it was just a series of events that kind of led to Pickford getting away with basically a pretty bad tackle and actually I think they came out uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong and said that they made a mistake that it should have been a yeah. red card yeah no you're right you're right they should have done that it, it's it, again you know VAR is at the at the uh, the height of it again obviously even at the end of the game it was an issue as well right when they thought they'd won the match um, oh, don't, oh my just, God! Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> so it's just like, oh my goodness! You know, we wanted this. We all said this would be good, but then also, 
it comes with problems. So we gotta we kind of gotta kind of live with that too. So the final score was two-two uh, draw. Yeah. Um, but as as Adam uh, referenced in the closing minutes of the game in stoppage time, uh, there was a goal scored by Jordan Henderson. Yep. And they called uh, a Sadio after after the fact. They they checked with VAR and they called Sadio Mane offsides by a, a hand. Was his hand offside, or you know, like a a flick of hair? What? I mean, I I watched that closely. I could not see it. Could you? No, nobody could see it, and that's where we get into this VAR situation because it's literally. We're talking the strands of hair, fingernails, elbows, just ridiculous amounts of precision is taking place. Ultimately, that's what you get. You get this electronic idea of this is how it is, and uh, he was well, offside. Shouldn't, it, shouldn't at least fingernail. be your foot? I mean, shouldn't your because you, you can't move with your hand. You know what I mean. If the whole idea of offsides is you shouldn't uh, have an advantage and be ahead of them. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it you need your feet to run. Right. <laughs> it should at right. least be a foot. Yeah. Because in real time, that's on. You know, even is on. That's in real time. Yeah. Without VAR, that's onside. He's completely in line with that player. And great goal, they win. And those two points could be crucial at the end sure. of the season. We have seen many Premier League seasons where at the end of the year, uh, two points is the difference between first and second place or second and third or, or making uh, the Champions League or not. Yeah, definitely. definitely. All right, let's talk about another team that is uh, at the top of the table now. <clears throat> Actually, second place, but... Everton is still in first. Aston Villa, what in the world is going on there? I tell you, talk about uh, an amazing recovery from literally going into the last game with the potential of going down. I've made some absolutely tremendous signings uh, and find themselves with four wins goal difference of plus 10 (laughs) so they've only conceded two goals and that was against Liverpool but they did beat them 7-2 so that's not bad I don't really follow that team that close couple of clean sheets and (laughs) uh, they play early this week so they could actually uh, be top of the table by Saturday morning unbelievable unbelievable and they've beaten Liverpool and Leicester. It's not like they're beating, you know, Fulham and, uh, you know, the, the also-rans, uh, you know, exactly. every week. Yeah. They, they, played, they played the third and fourth place teams and, and beaten them. You're right. So, you know, I know that makes, as they say uh, in that area, up the villa. Um, yeah. All right, and then another team that is, uh, well, you know, I don't, they're they're not doing that great in the standings, I guess, but uh, they're showing flashes. I mean, they're on on offense. They are uh, suddenly a a great team to watch, and that's Tottenham. Yeah, um, and Harry yeah. Kane is on fire. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of turned into a slightly different player. I think uh, in the fact that he's dropping back a little bit more to receive the ball. And yeah. Him and him and Son uh, have got this great combination going on, where he's setting him up. I think he's got seven assists already on the season, 
which for for most uh, strikers would be a season's worth of assists. Right. But he's done it in the first four games, five games. Uh, so he's playing extremely well and still scoring goals as well. And um, it just added something. <clears throat> excuse me. He really added this extra element to his game, and it just shows you what a full, what a complete player he is. No question. Ultimately, you know, he's probably, you know, you could probably say he's one of the best strikers in the world. Even Son as well, scoring goals like crazy as well. You know, when you look at the the front three, potentially when Bale gets going here. That's a pretty formidable front three. You've got Kane, Son, and Bale yeah. up top. I mean, that's going to cause any team any problem. So put that in, in the league of the Liverpool front three as well. Yeah, and Bale actually got in the game this yes. week. Did you see that at the end of the game? And he came right in and took a, a free kick. And everyone's yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, wouldn't this be great if he – but of course he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he's going to be good. I mean, he's just going to add another dimension to him and hopefully he can stay healthy. You know, that was always – that's always been a concern for him. Right. But just having him back, I think uh, Tottenham's going to go from strength to strength. Oh, uh, to be fair, it was a heck of a game. I mean – It was. Up 3 up three nothing, half time. Things are great. And then last 10 minutes, West Ham, give them a massive amount of credit. Another team that's improved yeah. tremendously um, to score three goals in the last 10 minutes. And that third goal from Lanzini, what an absolute perler of a strike. Amazing. Outside of his foot, kind of crossed the ball and into the top corner. Nobody could have saved it. What a great way to tie the game. Yeah, I, that was a, that was another one of those games that uh, I was just on the edge of my seat. Just a, a fabulous game. Yeah, um, I was looking at it. It's funny because as a former college coach, it kind of reminded me of games. I'd been in that same position. We were down 3 nothing at halftime. And you're just like, what are we going to do? You uh-huh. know, you just get one back. And they did. They waited until the 80th minute. So well, I've been in a few of those situations dramatic. where we've been down three goals, and then you get one back, and then you get lucky with the second one. I think Davison scored the own goal, and then third one was there. So yeah, been in that situation a few times. And the other funny story about uh, Tottenham this week is <clears throat> the uh, Arsene Wenger's uh, autobiography came out this week. Yeah, and uh, he did not mention his nemesis Jose Mourinho in the mm-hmm. in the book at all and Jose was asked about it of course and he made a snarky comment well of course he could not put me in there because I beat him every single time <laughs> <laughs> he's always good for a quote Joe, yeah. <laughs> typical Jose yes yeah always there always there alright well let's talk about your boys in blue Chelsea because uh they uh, that was also a great game, and you know it looks like uh, Timo is coming around. Uh, it, he had a couple of really nice goals. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian Pulisic back in the uh, lineup, and you can see that their their uh, offense is going to be pretty strong this year. Um, b- but <laughs> <laughs> uh, the defense is a little shaky. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's just oh, unbelievable. Um, you can see where the money was spent offensively. Yes. Fantastic. Great. No problem. But then you can see the, an injury time equalizer uh, for for Southampton to, to get a point and uh, really frustrating. And not that Southampton's a bad team. I think uh, obviously they, they've improved a lot and they're, they're, they're your 
basically a typical mid-table team. I mean, they're right now they're in tenth spot. Right. That's where they're gonna. That's where they're gonna be. That's where they're right. gonna finish. Um, but uh, realistically, you know, Chelsea's got to find a way to to shore up this defence because otherwise, uh, they're never gonna give themselves an opportunity to finish in the top four if they keep conceding goals like this. And the most expensive goalkeeper in the world uh, did yeah. not have a great game again. Uh, I guess their new their new goalkeeper is hurt. Is that what happened? Yeah, he got he went away on international duty. This is why we don't like international games and got injured. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, playing with Senegal, so got injured. Uh, I think he's there's a chance he might be back this week. Um, today the day of the tape when we're doing this they, they actually Chelsea play Sevilla in the Champions League but um, he may or may not be back for that game uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed that he'll be back on the weekend for a big one but we'll see but yeah again Kepa uh, his confidence is extremely low you can see yeah. struggling bad back pass from Zuma but he came out very poorly you know I would compare it to you know, a U11 goalkeeper coming out with his feet first rather yes. than his hands. Yes. And uh, that's that's basically what he did. And and that's that's part of the reason why they was able to score that goal, turn yeah. the game. Uh, and, you know, they kept showing Frank on the sidelines. And Frank is just so obviously not a Kepa fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is, I think, also every Chelsea fan feels that way too. Yeah, yeah. I think, and that's been the frustrating part about, I mean, he's just he's just inconsistent and, and that's the biggest thing you know he's really struggled and made mistakes I think literally every game even this this, this year every game he's played in he's made mistakes and yeah. that's been the tough thing I mean obviously Southampton was putting him under a little bit more pressure more so than Crystal Palace right. for Mendy's first game but um, and it doesn't you know, help when your defense is a little shaky right exactly the, again we always talk about it centre-backs are difference makers on teams and Chelsea it's just a rotation they just can't figure out who their two centre-backs are going to be right um, you know Liverpool won the league because they had Van Dijk and then typically it might have been a, a, a couple of other guys but they were strong enough in that centre-back role right now you've got Man City who has two seemingly solid centre-backs that might be able to do it as well and and I watched their game against uh, Arsenal, and, yeah, and uh, was excited about it. It was on NBC, and it was yep. probably the worst game of the weekend. It was so yeah. boring. Yeah, it was a little disappointing in the fact that uh, he was expecting a little bit more. Both teams, it seemed like, were kind of going through the motions at times. Uh, but interesting part about it, it was the least amount of goals, and probably the best defensive uh, partnership in terms of the two centre-backs took place in Nathan Ake and Ruben Diaz. Those guys looked extremely solid. And so that's why I think that might be a bit of a game-changer for Man City. Because Man City had so many problems last year at centre-back, now they seemingly have these two. As long as they keep them healthy, um, this could be the difference, especially with Van Dijk being injured. Could, okay. could push Man City over the edge. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we've got some games coming up this weekend. Let's see if we can uh, tell people who's going to win them. Here we go. Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam. Pick the scores. 
Okay, there's uh, five games on the NBC app uh, for yeah. uh, this weekend's games. And let's start with uh, Liverpool at home against Sheffield. So this will be the first full game without Van Dyke, but probably yeah. not the best team in the Premier League against them. Yeah, Sheffield United struggling considerably. Uh, it was a nil-nil draw with Fulham on the weekend. and uh, to <laughs> be fair, That was a great Fulham, one. Fulham, yeah, sorry, 1-1, one, one, I apologize. It was 1-1. <laughs> one, one. Uh, I thought Fulham was re- really pretty good, actually. Oh, they, okay. they seemed I, to have improved over the uh, transfer market in terms of getting a few players couple of, a Chelsea and Red Bull player came in for them um, so I, I think for this game I'm, I'm going to go with a Liverpool victory I think a, a comfortable 2-0 uh, win for Liverpool okay I have it at 3-1 uh, we be just because they're going to give up a goal without uh, mm-hmm. Van Dyke back there. We got uh, Southampton uh, at home versus the top of the table Everton yeah, this will be a, this is a tough one to pick. I mean, Southampton, I think's got there's there's definitely something about them. Obviously, Everton's in good form. I uh, was able to, to to come back in in the in the Merseyside derby, but I'm going to give uh, with it being at Southampton, I'm going to give it a one-one draw. Ooh, that's a good pick. I actually I I'm going with Everton. I've got them up three-one over Southampton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've got Wolves at home against Newcastle. Now, Wolves are right back up there where they were last year in the standings. Yep. Definitely starting to move forward. Got themselves a nice result on the weekend. Um, although they're kind of, they, they've got a game in hand, so they're starting moving up. But Newcastle, even though they're, they're actually above Wolves right now, I think they're a pretty poor team, to be fair. I thought I was really unimpressed with them. They've got some work to do. So I'm going to go with a comfortable um, 2-0 victory for Wolves. Okay, I've got it at 1-0, but I agree that uh, Wolves are going to win that one. Uh, Arsenal uh, at home against Leicester. Yeah, should be a pretty good one. Yeah. Although, to be fair, probably Leicester played you know not so well. Was pretty unimpressed with them against Villa. Uh, they also their lost shows. their uh, center back. Leicester yes, did. That's right. That's right. So they're they're kind of struggling, and um, and with Arsenal, you know, again was kind. Of, they, they they've started off well, normally a little bit better than they normally have. I'm going to go with a Arsenal victory. So I'm going to go with a two-one Arsenal win. I have it as a one-one draw. Just because I couldn't, I couldn't decide. I was going to win that yeah. one. Uh, you've got Burnley, uh, who is now in the bottom three, yeah. at home against Tottenham. Yeah, Burnley. They've only played three games, still without a point. Yeah. Uh, so goal differential is not terrible, but they're still behind. Uh, they're they're struggling because the, the the lack of players that they have they obviously haven't really invested in the squad. Yeah, so there's there's gonna, like management issues there, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, he does such a tremendous job on really a shoestring budget. No, I mean um, like uh, you know ownership. I should say ownership yes, issues. Yeah, yeah, ownership. I think there's some definitely some conflict there. Uh, they just can't get any new players in. They're down to you know bare bones in terms of the actual eleven. Uh, so I can't see anything other than Tottenham win here. I think this is a comfortable uh, 3-0 win. The way Tottenham are scoring goals, I'm going to give it 3-0. Okay, I've got it 2-0, but uh, we're on the same track. 
yeah. right, we need to take a break, but we still have a lot more stuff coming up. There's things happening in Adam's office this week we can talk about. We have uh, our guest, the Premier League star. And, of course, uh, don't forget Adam's TV tip so we can know exactly what to watch this weekend. All of that coming right back. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. This week on And Friends. We horny. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. That's going to make people laugh. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And a very special back to you. Not that they're not all special, Steve, but we have comedian Tom Dreesen on. And man, does he know know some people. Plus, he's given me some inspiration on how to get my act together. Yeah, and that's a lot of work. Anyway, Tom Dreesen, he's got a new book. He's all over a Showtime series called The Comedy Store. On the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I know I'm going to listen. And we're back. And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. All right. The uh, Illinois Youth Director of Coaching uh, is here in the house. Actually, in his own house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and will tell us what's happening in his office, which is actually his own house. Yeah, that's yeah. where I live. I, I, I'm living on a computer. I live by Zoom. That's what I do. I'm just a Zoomer. All right. So what's happening? Well, we've got lots of stuff happening. So our Olympic Development Program, ODP, has opened up. So we've got registration wide open. So we want, it's open to anyone who feel like they can put themselves in a little bit in, I I guess you could say the shop window to be identified, because this is the first step in the process for national and Olympic teams. So definitely a prestigious program that we're very proud to be able to to do with uh, the blessing of u.s soccer so that's open we'll have two sites we've got uh, rockford and we have schaumburg schaumburg's primarily for the younger players and uh, any players boys and girls ages between birth years between 2003 and 2011 are able to uh, be part of this program. So we've got something for everyone. Go to our website, they can register today. And uh, the nice thing about this is um, because of the, the, the COVID situation, we actually are sending everything to them. So once they sign up, uh, they'll go through score uh, through our uh, apparel uh, provider and they'll actually get their all their kits and gear sent to them. So when they show up for practice, instead of us handing it out like we've done in the past, they'll be able to walk onto the field with their brand new stuff. So that's kind of cool. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, and then Coaching Ed, we're, we're busy running courses. Uh, we just opened up three D licenses. So for those coaches who've gone through the grassroots pathway, um, we have the opportunity for them to be part of the next step in the journey of their coaching uh, uh, education. Um, so we've got three options for, for coaches. Again, go to our website under coaching education. They can sign up for that. They can always contact me if they have questions, eligibility, those types of things. And then thirdly, probably big news and probably for both of us uh, as, uh, as, uh, as fathers of sons who are high school seniors, um, IHSA released yesterday that they are allowing um, players who are play- uh, they're allowing uh, kids to be able to play on both club and high school teams at the same time. 
Wow, so that's that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a good news for everybody there. So, so for those high school athletes who obviously because everything got moved back to February, they would have had a conflict in the spring with their club. They're going to be able to juggle both. So um, it's going to make it interesting in terms of how they juggle, but at least they have the opportunity to do both. And that's oh, for both that's boys fantastic. and girls. So that's that was exciting news. From Illinois Youth Soccer, we never had any issues. It was always an IHSA rule. That right, they made yeah, them of course. Do that. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad they came out and said that. Well, excuse me. The question I have is uh, about indoor. Do you think there is going to be indoor soccer? Because that's a whole different ballgame, right? Right, yeah. So we're planning. So all of our Olympic development program training is going to be indoors. So we're going to have all of our stuff in there. Uh, We do have a series of protocols with face masks and all that kind of stuff on there. Um, But I think uh, we're, we're kind of waiting and being prepared. I think October the 28th. Uh, there's going to be another meeting. I think IDPH, Illinois Department of Public Health, is going to come and make out some announcements, especially because of um, the upcoming winter season. You know, obviously basketball is a big deal, so they're going to need to make a decision on how schools are going to do that and okay. if they're going to play uh, play basketball. So if that's the case, then obviously that opens everything else up for, for other indoor sports. So we should know a little bit more by uh, the end of next week. Okay. I know that people care about that stuff, so let's get that yeah. information out there. All right. It's time for your favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. And the way you play this game is uh, you listen along at home and you try to guess the uh, Premier League star, the uh, Premier League star, uh, yes. be- before Adam does. Um, and uh, some some weeks it's easier than others. Right. Uh, this week's uh, Premier League star is 31 years old. Okay. Okay. And he plays offense. He's an offensive player. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean he's offensive. Just means he plays on <laughs> offense. He's an attacker. Exactly. Uh, he has played for two uh, Premier League teams, including the one he is currently on, which he just joined recently. Okay. Okay. He plays for his country's national team, but it's not England. Okay. He has, He's a goal scorer. He scored quite a few goals in his career. He scored 42 Premier League goals. He has scored 80 goals for a big club in another country. He scored 24 goals in European competitions. And 33 goals for his national team. So he's he gets around. He score, he's a big-time scorer. Mm. There aren't that many of these guys out there. No. He has been on four Champions League winners. Wow. <laughs> what team has won that? Champions League, yeah, four well, times. yeah, exactly. So it, it's that's the same Champions League team that has won all four times. Yep. Okay, so yep. we're looking at potentially Liverpool player. Would that be fair no, to say? That is incorrect. He is not a Liverpool player. He wears number nine. Um, he has number nine now, uh, but uh, it's not normally his number. But he is now number nine. 
on his what? new team, which is a team he has just rejoined. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. He has the, the worst. I mean, be, <laughs> what's that? I was going to say, to be fair, he's, he's only been a Premier League player for a few minutes. Well, still. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get you. I get you. Go ahead. What was the next guess? Well, I was going to say he has the worst man bun in man bun history. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I believe it is Gareth Bale. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. yeah. I, it's funny you said that because I noticed when he came on, he wore number nine. I'm like, that is not his number. It looks wrong. Be nine. It, it looked, did. It looked wrong. But he can't, oh I mean, he can't wear uh, his his old number because somebody's got it. Right? Yeah. Okay. What what was he as number He's, seven? No, I think, I think he, he was a number 11, wasn't he? That, yeah, number 11. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at the roster now in terms of all the numbers of the players. Yeah, it's interesting that he's number nine. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, kind of weird one. Yeah, number eleven is Eric Lamela, and Son is number seven. Right, because so he, he's typically a winger. He is a winger. Yeah, you but know, it, those, yeah. that's the winger position: seven and eleven. Right. So, so there you go, uh, Gareth Bale. Welcome back to the Premier League. <laughs> it's good to see him back there, and and it's going to be fun watching Tottenham, which is a sentence I haven't said in a long time. Um, but uh, with the three of those guys up front, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to have a good. They're going to have a good season this year. All right, it's time for this. Now, time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. tip. Okay, we went through some of the games. Uh, none of them really leapt out at me. Is there a game that uh, you think is uh, the game of the weekend? Well, yeah, I mean, the games start early this this week. Great. Um, so you've got the Friday, or the Friday game, so the Friday afternoon game. You've got the uh, the potential of Aston Villa going forward and uh, being top of the league by uh, by the end of it, So, which is going to be unbelievable if they can actually get through it. So they could be top of the league. Uh, but in terms of fixtures, probably the big one that stands out for me is going to be uh, on Saturday morning. Live on NBC, Manchester United versus Chelsea should be yeah. a pretty good match. Yeah, that's a that's a traditional. Uh, that could be a cracker. Yes, I agree. I agree, <laughs> um, especially because you know, the, realistically, I would say both of the managers are under a little bit of pressure. Yes, uh, you know, Ollie's having a rough time. Frank, obviously, trying to sort out his defense as well. Uh, I think it could be a pretty high scoring match. Um, I'm going to go for a nice uh, 6-4 victory for Chelsea. I wow. think it could be a good one. Hey, yeah. I would love to see that. <laughs> that would be fantastic. All right, so uh, check that out. We'll be talking about that next week. Uh, you can tell a friend to listen to us. Uh, we can find us on Spotify. You can go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. You can just search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows. Com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. This OFI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. 
Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Go Cougars! A boy that only eats sausage. Kids getting Corona on purpose. And my brush with Don Rickles. All that and unlimited tangents on Minutia Men. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Los Anno or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics. The problem is, I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm. The way that that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either you know the hosts are either you know very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I, all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy, because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, right. but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides, and I decide who's, who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's that's, all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the labeled news on it and presented like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. Do you I think know. that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn... Yeah. As a showman, I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Really? I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah, that's what very saying. few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys. I mean, there, literally, there are guys that yeah. you know, Tom Thompson. It's like really, <laughs> you think we're that stupid that we can't remember your name? Did you have the name of yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called.